for. Yes, well, if you're going to challenge on those little words, I, have to, I hope you'll resist the temptation, but on this occasion, I have to be fair within the rules of just a minute and say he did repeat well. 48 seconds available, missing letters with you, Derek. I noticed there were some missing letters in one of the posts was advertising a play here the other day. It was said shopping and then three asterisks and ING. <laughs> I imagine the missing ones were AST because I can think of no other reason why this would be put up in this marvellous one theatre. Uh, Clement challenge. Hesitation. Yes, I agree with the hesitation, Clement. So you have a correct challenge and a point in 31 seconds now on missing letters starting now. I went to the attic in search of the alphabet and found P, so the missing letters were A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and uh, Z. Derek Nemo challenged. Repetition, W. <laughs> you thought well was a tough challenge. <laughs> well was a wicked challenge. Uh, uh, Twelve seconds, Derek, on missing letters starting now. So I went into this very old Anderson shelter and I found some letters from the Red Cross asked me to buy a Spitfire during the war and I hadn't seen these for some... 45 years. I <laughs> so it was Derek Nimmo speaking as the whistle went, gained that extra point for doing so. He's equal now in the lead with Paul Merton. Clement, your turn to be in the subject, Night at the Opera. Will you tell us something about that subject in this game starting now? This conjures up visions of Donald Sindon and Don Giovanni. John Gilgood at Cosi Van Tutti. Paul Merton Challenge. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't have either one of those visions. Uh, Clement, I disagree with the challenge. You have 52 seconds. Night at the Opera, 52 seconds starting now. There was rather a good Marx Brothers film called Nights at the Opera. Groucho, Harper. Um, Paul Merton Chow. Oh, it's very picky, but it was called Night at the Opera. No, it was called A Night at the Opera, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but it was not. You're it quite right. It was not Nights at the Opera. No. A Night at the Opera, it was called. But uh, that's a correct Different challenge. Film. <laughs> <laughs> Night at the Opera, with you, Paul, starting now. Well, as Clement says, it is indeed perhaps the most famous of all Marx Brothers films, made in 1935 by the film company called MG. Uh, Clement Floyd. Two films. There were two films, I'm afraid. Of them. I was thinking about the other M, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 38 seconds. <laughs> Night at the Opera, Clement. 38 seconds, starting now. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer is actually what Paul Merton should have said, talking about Night at the Opera. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, Paul, that's yes. Um, that was a sample of Harpo's dialogue. Hesitation. <laughs> yes, that's right. 29 seconds, Night of the Opera, starting now. Well, it was a very successful... Uh, Clement Poinchard. He said, well, yeah. again. <laughs> that was in the last round. That was in the last it round. It was in the last round, he said, well. Yeah, didn't say it was the, 28 seconds, Night of the Opera, with you, Paul, starting now. I went to see a... Uh, Clement Freud challenge. Deviation. Why? Didn't say well. <laughs> He usually says well. All right. 
Give Clement a bonus point for that. Paul gets a point for being interrupted. Keeps the subject. 26 seconds. Night at the Opera starting now. About 20 years ago, I went to see a production of The Magic Flute by the English National Opera. I found it quite an amusing show, but people around me were hissing and looking at me very strangely because I dared to laugh at some of the jokes which I think are inherently there within the opera. It's known as a comic opera, so why don't people laugh? That's what I was thinking to myself. But it's strange that people who go to opera where... Oh, Derek Nimmo, Charles. Repetition of people. Yes, you had too many people at your opera. I'm sorry, Paul. So Derek cleverly got in with four seconds to go on the subject. Night of the opera, Derek, starting now. When someone gets stabbed in the back and instead of dying, sings. So, uh, Derek Nimmo, speaking as a whistle-wain, gained that extra point. He's in uh, second place, just behind Paul Merton, just ahead of Clement Freud. And then comes Julian Clary, who will begin the next round. And Julian, very apt for this beautiful city of Bath. Pump room. Tell us something. <laughs> Why they should laugh before you begin, Julian, I have no idea. But please tell us something about the subject in this game, starting now. Pump room is somewhere where, obviously, you can go to pump in private. <laughs> George Michael would have been good to find coming across one of those, but it wasn't to be. In the 17th century, people would just pump wherever they were, wherever they were standing. They'd just get on with it. Nowadays, of course, there are these little private chalets where you can go in. Generally, you go in one at a time, but sometimes it's quite crowded in there. When there was a blackout in 1985, it was... Hesitation. I think there was a little hesitation there, and you said the blackout... And I'd repeat it as well. I was riveted, actually. <laughs> 32 seconds for you, Paul, on pump room starting now. I remember walking into a pump room that services the Tower Bridge in London. If you go into that particular establishment, you'll find a great big engine and a massive pump pumping away in the corner. It is the most extraordinary piece of technology. I think it's only been open for about the last 10 years or so, because before that, people had no idea how the monument that I refer to in our great capital city actually opened when ships came through. People thought perhaps it was a bloke with a great big wheel that used to turn it, or was it... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you kept going so well, but with five seconds ago, Clement challenged. Pump room starting now. The pump room in Bath was famed for serving syllabub and posset, also delicacies. So Clement was then speaking as the whistle went. He's now just behind Paul Merton, who's still in the lead. And Paul, your turn to begin. The subject, the pictures. Oh, we've had a reference already to the cinema. Let's have the pictures now. 60 seconds, starting now. My most memorable early experience of going to the pictures was the Saturday morning pictures. I used to love the series they used to show, mainly from the 1940s. There was one called Captain Marvel, which I loved. Involved an American, rather weedy-looking individual who had to say the magic word Shazam, and then immediately transformed himself into this caped superhero. It was one of those episodic films where you had to go back week in and the next seven days afterwards <laughs> to find out what actually happened. And it was a bit of a con because you'd see at the end of one particular episode a car going off the cliff. You'd go back to see what happened and then you'd see that there was no car going off uh, the cliff. Exactly the repeating it, really. Yes, you were seeing too much, I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, so Derry got in first, 20 
22 seconds left. Pictures with you, Derek Starkey. It's now. interesting that when in 1911, from the Louvre, the Mona Lisa was stolen, for the next six months until it was recovered, more people went to see the empty space than ever went to see the actual picture. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Julian, you challenged. He repeated C. So, well, listen, Julian. And you have 12 seconds to tell us something about the pictures starting now. I don't often go to the pictures because I don't like people sitting behind me. Derek Nemo challenge. Repetition of I. Oh. oh! I think you can tell from the audience reaction they do not want me to allow that challenge. Julian, I'm not going to allow the challenge. You have nine seconds and a point, of course, to continue on. The pictures are starting now. Unless you're sitting in the back row by an exit, there will be punters behind you who are probably going to breathe and exhale all over you. Then as you breathe in... Julian Clary was then speaking as the whistle went and gained that extra point for doing so. Clement, will you take the next subject? It is heavy weather. Can you tell us something about that in this game starting now? It would be very difficult to weigh weather, but sleet, snow... Uh, <laughs> oh, challenge, yes. No weather. No weather. Hesitation. 54 seconds are left. Heavy weather, Paul, starting now. I suppose you could measure weather in terms of atmospheres. Low, thunderous clouds would create a rather heavy atmospheric within the place that you're acting to be. There is something about the weather that charms and pleases us because the sun has come out in the last couple of days and suddenly everybody's walking around with a slightly brighter smile on their face. You can see it in hot countries where their temperaments are Latin. Over here, our temperament... Uh, Julian, he did... Yes, temperament. Yes. Yes. I know, he's looking all pleased with himself. Yes. <laughs> Hush my mouth. No, no, you're right to be keen, but I'm afraid he managed to get, say, temperaments instead of temperament. Uh, 27 seconds are still available for you, Paul, on heavy weather starting now. There used to be a jazz group called Weather Report.